and welcome to Unashamed, a Smut Lovers podcast where we just want to talk about smut. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Courtney. And today we are doing another read-along. It is Then Came You by L. Ashley, and it looks like it's this author's first book. Oh, I didn't even check that. It does. That's exciting. And it came out less than a month ago. It seems to have good reviews. I mean... I, I'm not reading the actual reviews, but I, it's got a lot of four and five stars and not seeing too much bad about it. So, yeah, And I saw it as a recommendation um, in a book group. So most of the time when I see a good recommendation like this one, um, the book is good. I've very rarely have we failed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it does happen, but. Yeah. I haven't read a good age gap in a while. I've read age gaps, just no good ones. <laughs> so Yeah, and it's it's um like equally as exciting as it is like nerve-wracking when you're reading a brand new author because it's either going to be like the most amazing fucking thing you've ever read or like sad. <laughs> and um I'm very hopeful for this one because the reviews are really good. Yeah. And so it's a lot of, like, the book you didn't know you needed kind of <laughs> reviews. So I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, one of the reviews says that it's a slow burn. I'm kind of just skimming it, which is exciting. That's oh. my shit. Okay. I'm going to stop reading reviews now. So anyway, it looks like a young woman. She's a hairdresser. And she has a sick sister. I don't know how sick, but I would assume sick enough to impede daily life if it's mentioned like this and she meets this man who comes in to get a haircut so i'm assuming he's the older one an older scientist and um it's not as simple as they thought it was gonna be also i i'm assuming she comes from a rough home life it doesn't um, explicitly say what other than my sister is sick. Our home life is unbearable. I missed that part. <laughs> I was taking clues from other parts of the blurb, but it definitely says our home life is unbearable. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the blurb doesn't have much uh, to go on. So... Um, I did look it up earlier. Our stopping point should be chapter 24. Let's see. Or at least for me, that's 49% for me. Same. Okay, perfect. Look at how that worked out. It's fate. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the blur doesn't have a whole lot. Just that not all is what it seems. And uh, we do know from one of the reviews that it's a slow burn. So, I mean, I'm excited to dive in. It's a trigger warning. Um, contains themes that might make you question the meaning of life, wonder why you didn't choose a lie to read, and laugh awkwardly to hide your discomfort. We're talking about cancer, domestic and vi family violence, abuse, depression, trauma, homelessness, family death, sexual assault, and yes, even suicidal thoughts. It's a cocktail of heavy stuff served with a side of sarcasm and sass. So if you're ready to confront the darkness with a sprinkle of humor, jump right in. But remember, laughter might 
just be your survival tactic. Buckle up. Hang on tight, dear reader. You've been warned. I like it. Same. Okay. All right. If you are reading along with us, we're going to read till chapter 24 and come back. So pause here. Okay, we're back. Yep. So, uh, this one is good. I like it. Is it the best book I've ever read? No, but it does keep me invested, and I am enjoying the book. There is one space. So, I know that this is a brand new Arthur, um, author. Jesus Christ, I can't even speak right. can't even say anything. But so I know this is a brand new author uh, and it looks like they didn't have a whole lot of um, like beta reading maybe because yeah. there's this there's a few chapters where the name of the main female character and the little the daughter's name gets switched around. Yeah, it's and, just you can tell it wasn't um, like edited, but it is a really yeah, it is a really good book. Um, it's just. Yeah, so uh, basically we have Ro, who is the female main character. She's just kind of beat down by life. She was uh, planning on going into medical research, and she was, like, working her way towards a scholarship. And her abusive, alcoholic, drug addict mother was just a piece of trash. And then her sister got sick with cancer, leukemia specifically. And uh, so she had to quit. She ended up becoming a hairdresser. Um, And then she... So now she's working as a hairdresser. She ends up going to a coffee shop and meeting the main male character who pays for her coffee. And he's just this amazing, tall, dark, and handsome older man. And they click instantly. And so he kind of, like, he shows up at her job and gets haircuts, even though he's, like, this super rich guy. And they start seeing each other. Only it turns out that her best friend Xander is his son and uh, just she has a lot of bad shit going on in her life at the same time. So they stop seeing each other once they finally realize like her best friend is his son and they can't do that to him. Yeah. And then she's got another friend who's a piece of shit. His ex-wife is a piece of shit. Um, His ex-wife is such a bitch. Yeah. So, I mean, and then her home life sucks. Like, mom is an abusive drug addict. Um, Obviously, sister's sick. Like, they have no money, dirt poor. So, I mean, where we left off, she came home after um, her and Blade got into an argument. Well, not really an argument. She had a rough day. He was really just a fucking dick to her. Then he changed his tune for like half a second. She tried to kiss him and he like blew up on her and kicked her out. So she went home and was planning on just grabbing a blanket and sleeping in a park. And he um, realized she left her phone. So he went to go after her to give her her phone and found her being like beat and almost raped and she ended up in the hospital in a coma meanwhile her sister's in the hospital with leukemia and uh him and xander and tori her sister decide that um blade is going to help them and that he's going to put 
Tori in a private facility and move Roe into his house. And that's kind of where we left off, where he realized he was a piece of shit. He still didn't fess up to his son, though. So I don't know how that's going to go. I feel like he had the perfect opportunity to fess up because Tori knows. Everybody but Xander knows at this point. Like, I mean, or at least suspects. And here's what I don't get. So in the very beginning of the book, he talked about how he and his ex-wife split up because they just were moving in two different directions. They didn't love each other anymore. She didn't sound like the worst person ever. A little materialistic, but not a bad person. Like, they were together for, like, I think it was, like, 25 years or something like that. And then just kind of decided to go their own way. But then you meet the mom. Like, you see her in a couple interactions prior to this. And she seems, I mean, not the best, but at the same time, like, not the absolute worst. And then all of a sudden, Ro meets her at this party. And she's a cunt. Yeah. She just, she fucking sucks. I'm sorry. But just to go off on this young girl who... At this time, she doesn't even know that the dad is involved with her. He just knows that she's a hairdresser and a friend of her son's. And she's just sniping at her and, like, essentially, like, calling her trash to her face. Like, she's like, she's the help. She's here to work, not talk. Like, yeah. she, she's awful. And I don't I don't get it because the very beginning of this book did not set her up to be the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, I... um. It's a, it's another one of those things where it's like this book was not edited. Yeah, and that's fine. Like it's yeah. not a bad book. It's, it's just not the worst. Yeah, it could use some smoothing around the edges, a little bit of editing. Like if this was re-released, I would probably reread it after some yeah. cleanup and editing. If yeah, if this author would have got an editor on this book and um maybe some more beta readers or like any beta readers. I'm not sure if this author had beta readers, but um, that it, it has amazing, amazing potential. And I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that it's not meeting potential now. Like it is a good book. I'm very invested in it. Um, But I, I think that if it would have had some editing, it could have been pushed over into the next level. Um, because there's there's things where it's like there's a random number sign where there shouldn't be or there's a random like quotation mark where there shouldn't be or like things like little things like that that kind of take you out of the headspace because you're like what what's happening why is there a quotation mark there you know what i mean like there's little things like that that are not like deal breakers but they do take away from the overall experience. And I feel like if this book would have had an editor on it, it could have just been like an extra level higher. I agree. I am really impressed, though, for this being a first book. The storyline itself is really good. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, I'm excited to jump back in. I think, I don't know. I want to say that it's going to, because the dad is like, almost refusing to like tell his son and I get why you know obviously neither of them wants to break up the relationship that they have and Z and Blade are already on like really thin ice for I'm not sure what reason I'm assuming it had to do with school because it seemed like that was a point of contention between them but they were already kind of on thin ice and were working to repair the relationship and then the thing with Roe obviously would have been a big blow i think it's going to end up blowing up in like one of the worst ways possible like the mom is going to find out or xander is going to find out 
Well, I think it's going to come down to the fact that he calls her Tink. Oh, yeah. He's going to call her Tink, and then he's going to remember. So there was a sex thing, sex tape sort of thing. So like, oh, God. <laughs> there is a lot of humor in this book, which I There it is. Yeah. So Blade is, like, recording himself, and his brother and son walk in, and there's just, like, this calamity, and he ends up sending it. And so Xander realizes he's seeing someone. And he knows the name is Tink. So I think you're right. He's going to like slip up and call her Tink. And then Xander's going to be like, Tink? But I feel like it's going to be overblown uh, just because they're going to probably not be able to resist while they're living in the same house. And it's just going to. Yeah, it'll either be that or like Xander will walk in to see his friend or his dad or whatever. And they'll be in a compromising position. I, I, um, yeah, I'm not sure how it's going to go. But. I it and I feel like it's probably going to be over dramatized. Yeah, I'm sure. Just from like the way that the writing style is, I have a feeling it's going to be over dramatized <laughs> than what's necessary. A little bit. I no, I agree. I'm excited to jump back in though. I mean, I was definitely starting to get really invested, especially at the part we stopped because that's pretty much where it starts picking up. Yeah, so. things are coming to a head. So, yeah, if you are reading along with us, go ahead and read till the end of the book and come back. Pause here. Okay, we're... Yeah. uh, I don't remember where we left off, but it was a good book in the end. I feel like the second half was way better than the first half. Um, it was a good book. I did enjoy it. I think it was well done for a first-time author. Um, I stand by that. I do also stand by the fact that I wish um, it would have had some more editing. But she had I, a bunch of beta readers. I don't know if you read the author's that. note, but she had a ton of beta readers. I saw that. Um, I don't know what happened, but they missed some things. <laughs> Um, and that just, I mean, part of that goes back to the fact that I'm just freaking OCD about certain things. And um, none of them were like major deals. There were a couple um, timeline issues here as well. I've talked about that being one of my pet peeves. Um, they weren't massive. They were just like a year. <laughs> but like, like when you're skipping forward in time and they say the character's age, but you're like, mm, that doesn't add up. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it wasn't it, like it wasn't a big deal. It didn't affect the storyline at all. Um, it was just a matter of like when the epilogue happened, yada, yada, yada. So not not anything that I was concerned about. It didn't cute. They ended up having more kids and. Things like that. She really got her life together, um, not just because she married Rich, but because she pulled herself up. Um, I sobbed like a little fucking bitch when the sister died. Okay, so here's the thing. You were texting me and you were like, I'm sobbing right now, right? And then I got to the part, but I was in an argument with my husband at the time. And like we were arguing. So when I read that, I wasn't 
so much sad as I was just like pissed at the main male character because I was like, this is why all men are trash. <laughs> like this is because I was so like me and my husband were arguing. And so I was being like super petty in my brain. And so, so I was just like, I was cursing him out the entire time. I didn't even cry, but like it was, it was really sad. It that was one of those character deaths that like hits you in the feels, but I just, I didn't have the emotional capacity for it. Cause I was already pissed in my real life. And so I was like, ah, no, fuck that guy. He's a piece I, of shit. I was devastated. I cried so hard. I literally looked down and my shirt was soaked. I was like, I was texting you and I was like, I can't stop crying. And like, I'm sick too. So I was just like, I have a sinus infection, so I already have like a runny nose. And so my nose just wouldn't stop leaking. And then my eyes were going. And I just, I was a hot fucking mess during that part, um, which I hate losing the lovable side character. But like we kind of saw this coming. It was just, it, it's still a devastating blow, even though you knew it was going to happen. I really, I really thought, so at the halfway point, um, obviously, like the sister was getting help and better money kind of help. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like just like she was scraping up the best she could do in bare minimum. It was like she now had his backing. I really almost thought for a good portion of the second half that the sister was kind of going to pull through. Like maybe not today or tomorrow. Like obviously she was going to miraculously be cured. But I thought she was going to, like, pull through. And then towards uh, the reveal where it ended, where she died and, you know, the whole story blew up, I was like, oh, shit. Because I think there was, like, one scene where she had visited her sister and it seemed like she wasn't getting better even before all of this. Like, she was just. Yeah, they said their goodbyes. because She was like, I'm dying. And she's like, no, you're not. Yeah, and I was like, mm, yeah, this definitely, this is going to be one of those books where you don't carry everybody with you to the end. And that sucks, especially when somebody is as lovable as Tori, because she got like her own little love interest on the side. And yeah, you didn't get a whole lot of details about it, but it seemed like she was kind of doing her, you know. She got own- to live as full as she could with the time that she had. Yeah. And then she had to go. And it's more sad to lose them when you get connected to them like that. It's not like she was just this character who was like in the hospital and you saw her once or twice. Like yeah. this was this person's rock. This was, you know what I mean? It would have been less sad if the crackhead mom died. Like, you know, we meet her once or twice and it would have been like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it was. I lost it. I cried for a long time and it dragged. It wasn't like she died and then life moved on. No, she died and and it it lasted for a good portion of the book. Mm-hmm. So, I know I'm almost <laughs> like 15 percent of the book or something was surrounding her death, like a lot of the book, which and I feel like it was all necessary, but it was devastating and all alone. Okay, so uh, I know we haven't really gotten into the whole actual story part. So where we left off, I think she was, what, attacked and then in the uh, staying with him or whatever. So anyway, they keep resisting it, keep resisting it, whatever, not a big deal. End up getting 
together, but they're secretly together because they're going to like wait until his son. And then, uh, so they, uh, are at this charity. I think it's a charity event or whatever. And they are making out and the son finds out and like flips, flips a bitch. And here's the thing. No offense, but he was over dramatic as shit. Like I get his I told you. I said before we went no, to reading, I was like, this is going to be way more dramatic than it has to be. Sorry. You did. You did say that. And I was like, yeah, no, I agree. It was fucking over dramatic shit. Like for no reason. Okay. Like pipe down. You're fucking 23. Like you need to calm down. Whatever. Anyway. So, uh, uh, then immediately he like the main male character was a douchebag at his shit. He just walks away. He doesn't even talk to her. Like she says, like go to your son, but at the same time, it's like she's devastated too. That is her best friend. She has no one. Like you didn't even stop to like look back at her and be like, uh, let me figure this out real fast. I still love you. We're still together. Like fucking just walks away like a douchebag. Okay, and like I said. My husband and I were in an argument when this happened. So, um, no, he was a douchebag. You're valid. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was, I overblew that. Okay. Cause immediately she leaves and then her sister fucking dies immediately after this. Like, literally, not even a day's space. There is like maybe a 24 hour, no, hour window. She got home. She left the charity event. She got home. She starts to tell her sister about what happened. Her sister coughs up blood. She runs her to the hospital and she dies. Yeah, exactly. Like not even a 24-hour window. Her sister is dying. She is what she thinks is she's like dumb. She's like, I have no clue what's going on. He has not. She has been texting, calling. Like she tried to get through. And Mm -hmm. he he was just like, I need space. I need a few days. No, she didn't try texting or calling him to let him know. She just – basically was like take your time figure your stuff out like she just didn't want to deal. okay fair enough but either way like she she had to do all of it alone she held her sister in her very last moments like oh my god fucking oh that sucked and the whole time in my brain i'm sitting there and i'm tired like this motherfucker i was i was i was a bitter bitch during this part of the book i was mean you're right. It was more than 24 hours. I forgot that they had a longer period of time that they... Okay, things are... It's been a few days, guys. I want to um, say, like, it was, like, 40... Like, a couple of days because... So, she she had gotten pneumonia, which is why she, she was rest of the hospital. She had pneumonia. There was goodbyes. The boyfriend got to say goodbye. I forgot she about got that. She got, like, a day. She got a couple of days. Yeah. Um, there right. was a little bit of a timeline. Uh, and then, yeah. So, eventually... She's doing all of this on her. Like, she's just numb at this point. And then finally, douchebag McGee, like, decides, oh, hey, my few days of silence and space are over because I choose my girlfriend. And he comes to the salon and he sees the owner, who is a good friend of the female main character. I don't know if we've ever really talked about her, but she's a good friend. And uh, she's like, oh, you didn't hear? Her sister died. And he's like, yeah, oh, no. Fucking asshole. That where yeah. have you been? Yeah. 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 Fuck him. Anyway, sorry. I was really upset. I'm still really upset. Now that I'm, like, re-getting into it, I'm more mad. But, I mean, and, they, and she was too broken to even get mad at him for the situation either. Like, yeah, he should have been there. But, like, she was too broken to 
try to get him there either. Like she just didn't care about anything. Her mind went to, I'm all alone. Like boyfriend, whatever he is, is just a mess. He doesn't know how to handle the situation with his son. Fine, whatever. His son is my best friend. He's pissed off at the both of us. Fine, whatever. But my sister, the only person that I have left really is gone now and I'm alone. And that's like fair for her to not try to reach out to anybody. She went to Trish simply because she did not have anywhere to sleep. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, otherwise, and she, she had to get off of work. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it broke me. It devastated me. But I think, um, I think it was a beautiful book overall. I think, again, I stand by the fact that if it had some editing, it really, really would have been something special. As it is, I just think it was like a, a good book. It was a good book. I mean, honestly, this was a good read. I was not dis disappointed in the read itself. Like, I feel like I'm the same as you. I think also just because of what we do, we're a little more picky. Yeah. Obviously. And we've talked about this before. We are more picky and more uh, critical. Uh, can not constructive but critical there you go i could not think of the word we're more critical about the things that we read so like when something takes me out of a story it bugs me for mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's those little things that bug me now because i'm so used to picking stories apart and that's nothing against the author i think with editing and i mean honestly just practice this this is the first book from this author i think the next book's going to be better than this and so on and so forth you know what i mean i think yeah i think i hope that for their next book they get an editor um because i definitely think that this author has some really really great potential the amount of emotions that they were able to provoke was amazing like i said i fucking sobbed okay um and it takes i feel like it takes some guts to be able to kill the lovable side character I don't Seriously. feel like I don't feel like just any author is able to do that. And I feel like if you're starting out at a point where you can and you can do it in a in a beautiful cathartic way like this, then I I feel like that is very impressive. I mean, it sucks as a reader <laughs> to go through that, but I feel like um it it does it takes some guts because that's a hard thing to read. I'm sure it's a hard thing to write. And you can tell that this author put a lot of emotion into their work. And yeah, it needs an editor. But I mean, I'm I'm all about the emotions. And I thought that they were done well. I really did. I I enjoyed this read. I enjoyed this book. I feel like, you know, me maybe reading it on my own, I wouldn't have been as hypercritical. But that's the job that we're doing here. But also, I agree with Kelsey. An editor definitely would have been beneficial to this author but this is also a brand new baby author i love baby authors i think yeah. that they're so special because you don't know what to expect from them next and i will definitely be checking back on this author to see what they can come up with next yeah and i feel like if this was a book that i had read before we started doing the podcast and really like overanalyzing everything um I would have fucking loved it. You know, like there wouldn't have even been um, a thought. Like I wouldn't have thought about the fact that, that they didn't have an editor. I wouldn't have thought about, you know, I probably would have thought about the timeline issues. <laughs> it's been a thing for me. But I mean, 
it it wasn't like a massive issue. Um, like I said, it was just like a year when they were timing the epilogue and he should have been 51 and not 50. But it's fine. <laughs> I'm only going to stay awake at night thinking about it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 so I have no idea what's going to be next. Um, so we're we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants right now, guys. Life is kind of crazy, um, which is so crazy. Yeah, Courtney's kid's birthday is tomorrow, so and then I have another one in two weeks. So I'm already <laughs> planning the second one. Yeah, both of my kids are exactly 14 days apart, but uh, just under three years on top of that. So I I've got my work cut out for me. Um, yeah, so fucking Libras. That's, hey. that's what I gave birth to. So, your best friend's a Libra. <laughs> I know. We're all Libras here. I know. I'm surrounded by Libras. I'm little cancer ass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, Libras are amazing. It's just God damn it when they're children. <laughs> <laughs> we like to argue. Yes. No, that's for sure. I'm I'm raising hopefully a lawyer. Although he keeps saying he wants to be a dad when he grows up, and I'm like, me too. I feel that. Oh my god. That's funny. Um, so okay, anyway, okay. I got to get out of here, though, because my cake is burning. Um, thank you guys for listening. Next week will be a surprise. So if you want to catch that, then come back next week. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye.